Hello, Great Minds. It's Friday, and that means it's almost time for Drinks with Great Minds in History to make its triumphant return. Now that we have heard Louis's story, let us jump to the margins of his tale to examine the life of his mistress-turned-second wife, Madame de Maintenon. It is worth noting two things right off the bat. First, Louis married twice. His first wife, Maria Theresa, was the daughter of King Philip IV of Spain, who was married to Louis as part of a treaty agreement. Of her six children, only one survived. She herself died in 1683. The second point of note is that Louis was a man of many mistresses, so many that our old friend Catherine would start to look a little bit like a prude. One of those mistresses was Françoise de Avignet, better known as Madame de Maintenon, who was widowed in 1660, the same year as Louis's first marriage began, and eventually in secret married King Louis XIV in 1683, the same year his first wife died. She would never be queen, but was one of Louis's most trusted advisors. So who was the Marquesse de Maintenon? First things first, I'm not going to say Madame de Maintenon or the Marquesse de Maintenon for the rest of this moment in the margins, nor do I want to continue to try and pronounce French for the next few minutes. So let's pull an old DGMH trick and just call her Franny. Born in 1635, possibly in prison, Franny's father was a total piece of shit and Huguenot, that's not why he's a piece of shit, just to be clear, who was arrested for acting against Cardinal Richelieu amongst other crimes including possibly rape and murder that's why he's a piece of shit. Franny herself was raised Catholic and was said to be a true beauty of the day. Her first marriage to the famous French poet Paul Scarron was short-lived and she basically played nurse to him for their eight-year marriage. Franny nearly had to move to Lisbon after her husband's death until a chance encounter with one of Louis's mistresses, the mischievous Madame de Montespan, secured her position at court. She would care for one of Louis's many bastard children, Louis Auguste, the Duke of Maine. The king rewarded her greatly enough that she purchased an estate at Maintenon in 1674. By 1675, Louis elevated her to the title of Marquess. Now, court life is weird. Kings in this period would often elevate their mistresses to high-ranking positions in society. The king's mistresses would often have regular encounters with the queen, who was really expected to treat them with some degree of kindness. By 1680, Franny had replaced Montespan as Louis's primary mistress, and she would maintain a good relationship with the queen for the last three years of her life. But what influence did she have on the king? Aside from being his wife and close advisor, Franny influenced much of the king's religious policies, likely contributing to the revocation of the Edict of Nantes in 1685. She was often regarded as the most powerful figure at court, second only to the king himself. After their marriage, Louis never again had open mistresses. It seems that theirs was in fact a marriage of love. Franny was also responsible for founding the Maison Royale de Saint-Louis which was a school for girls of impoverished noble families, very similar to the one Catherine would establish in Russia a century later. 
It seems to me that Franny, save only for her religious policies, was a more forward-thinking person in 17th century France, and one who truly served the king in bettering control over his dominions. She outlived Louis by 14 years, dying at age 83 on April 15, 1719. After leaving Versailles in 1715, she continued to receive many visitors despite being detached from court. Toward the end of her life, she was visited by none other than Tsar Peter the Great of Russia. When she asked why he would come to see her of all people, he supposedly responded, I came to see everything worthy of note that France contains. During the insanity and chaos of the French Revolution, her body was supposedly dug up after noticing the noble name on her gravestone. They tied a rope around her now hundred-year-old corpse and drug it through the streets of the town until an officer intervened and had her reburied. Legacy on DGMH can always be tricky, but Franny was one tied tightly to that of Louis XIV's later reign. Certainly a fascinating character cast to the margins of Louis's story alongside his wife and many mistresses, but hell, he was the Sun King, he's going to cast a pretty big shadow. For more on Franny, I would suggest Veronica Buckley's 2008 work titled The Secret Wife of Louis XIV, even if the title isn't my favorite because everyone fucking knew about her. Cheers.